0: Listeners of the Reject Nation, we're here today to uh, to talk about Secret Invasion, Episode 2. We must identify our voices. I am Greg. I am John. Koi! Unfortunately, this is how we sound. Yep. And we are going to talk about Episode Dose of Secret Invasion today. Dose! If you want to uh, catch our reaction, look at our faces going, that's interesting. The whole time. Uh, <laughs> go to youtube.com slash real rejects. If not, if you just want to hear us talk, then just stay don't, here. Don't do anything. You did it. All right. You already accomplished it.
1: All Good right. for you. Sweet. Let's do it. Damn. What? Colby you- Smulders appearing in a box.
2: Yeah, I was like, I don't think they even showed her physically.
1: <laughs> nah, but they mentioned her. They They mentioned her name. Man, that was good. Yeah, it was great, man. Yeah. That was scrolltastic quality. I wish there were, are there like, ten episodes of the show. How many episodes are there going to be? Because it's great. It's just these two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Show's over, Nick Fury goes home to his wife. He's done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I
2: got fired. Oh, Ugh. man. I kept thinking in this episode that uh, if this would had come out, like, the, like, year after Endgame, and if we had, like, less stuff in between... Like, what a different conversation there would be, because this feels like such a cool sequel to the paranoia of the dusting, to, like, trauma. There's so much remorse. It's just so good. Yeah.
0: It's really well done. Really well done.
1: Jonathan? Oh, man, I cannot agree more. I'm very intrigued. Like, the second second I got the sense, you know, that the episode was ending, I was like, ah, damn. Like, both of these had that quality of, like, I don't want to stop watching, and I love that, I mean, there has been physical stakes there has been action there have been deaths and things but so much of it is just debate <laughs> which is uh, great especially when something like this can compel with that
2: i'm really impressed that the action choreography is as good as it is alongside how good the dialogue is i feel like a lot of times with shows you kind of have to choose like the directing either um uh, lends itself to good conversation action or the directing lends itself to good action. But yeah. the the style of the cinematography doesn't feel too disparate when it changes from an action scene to a, a dialogue scene. But it allows for both to feel authentic because it doesn't have that green grass quality where it's like, okay. I don't know what's happening. And I love green grass because that works for that world, but it wouldn't work here. Whereas this is like a nice hold to so the choreography has to be so tight that it looks plausible.
1: Well, yeah, and the way they shoot this stuff is like it, it has a nice visual style, but it's not overly
0: flashy either. Yeah, you know. Well, I think with the action too, they want it to be reflective of who the characters are. What's mm-hmm. our main? What's our main guy's name again? Uh, graphic. Had, graphic, yeah. With graphic, uh, even with him just showing how John Wick tactile he is, demonstrates doesn't waste time how big of a position he like. Not only is he the strategist and a great great manipulator mm-hmm. he's also um the ultimate warrior of them all you can see how much he has trained himself to become who he is and you see that's really demonstrating so not only is he a mental threat that you have to go up against yeah. but he's also a physical threat that you have to compete with at the same time mm-hmm. and i love the layers that they have shown with him because he, he he's the one who's inspiring the people the scr- scrollopolis <laughs> i like to call it he's the one inspiring them Yet you get these shades of conniving menace and villainy, you know, piercing through these little smirks that he has. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I I, haven't really gotten a full sense of what, like, he just seems like he wants domination. Like He, he just he,
2: wants to run whatever it is.
0: There is no there is no remorse as they point out for this character. Like there were 2000 people who were killed and it, it is an interesting conversation that they're having because, you know, they're factoring in the history of what brought the scrolls here to earth. And they're kind of forgetting a lot of what initially got them there in the first place. Mm-hmm. And this invasion is not something where, you know, they're retaliating because of how they've been treated. Right. You know, like, most people don't even know about them. I mean, yeah. They they are just kind of dominating. And it is it is really cool where it's so different from the comic in every way because like the scrolls the comics are like loud. <laughs> Maniacal. It's just like big letters. Yeah. We're uh, yeah. <laughs> aliens. We're yeah. aliens. We've come to destroy you, beauty Rah! humans. You know. Um, but I love just the humanistic portrayal that they're they're giving here. Uh, it's it's very interesting stuff.
2: it really suits this medium and I, yeah. I always talk about what like adaptation versus translation is for comics to shows this is such a better take for this medium I think when you have an event comic you need a bad guy so in, in the comic yeah. books you need like green aliens that are yelling about alien stuff but in a show that wouldn't work and in a show that's this well written you can really make it about violence and refugees and history and it really is a great commentary on so many of our things. By looking at our problems from an outside lens, and yeah. I loved like the the subverting expectations of like having Gravik let her go when she decided not to join the coup. I thought that was genius to show mercilessness towards violence uh, failing and show, seeming mercy towards like i understand where you're coming from and that makes him much more interesting than the choice of lego like, okay, she dies yeah. and and then the rest of the time you've got this fear and intimidation and he really seems like he's wanting to help his people because of that letting her go as opposed to him just being a, a malevolent dictator because he mostly is yeah Lo- i love what they're doing with the whole scroll community
0: yeah and it's interesting too that with nick fury uh, and a lot of the conversation was even brought up as well with Rhodey, how they are factoring. I feel like this is the first time with Nick Fury that they're actually exploring the fact that he's black, you know, and going into a lot of the history and the struggles and the oppression as well of wanting to belong as well and wanting to be accepted. Yeah, and they they're using that lineage in a way that is semi reflective of what's going on with the scrolls as well, which I thought yeah. they did a
2: good job with Miss Marvel with when they when they tied in like muslim culture muslim heritage with where we're leading with mutants where they made yeah. it a commentary on feeling othered being outside and then like this is doing it with historically american treatment of things and yeah. i like the, the the those two paths being like guys look at what we've done there are ramifications but not being i mean there's people going to complain but, but not being in a in a way that sure. feels like it's the only purpose of it like it feels like it serves the story not Uh, has to be the story
0: yeah and also like with nick fury and roadie in that conversation when 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 that topic was brought up of that doesn't mean that we should just give each other a pass just because we have difference of beliefs that we have to you know just agree to these things Uh, because like roadie's stance is so like drastically different on this matter yeah um that was a great again i'm a big fan of like when you write a really strong debate and i think this this show I mean, they had two great scenes here, uh, two great powerhouse scenes with Nick Fury, where him and Talos at the very beginning on the on the train, yeah, um, feeling like they're being lied, like you know, being lied to, and also where T- Talos is it Talos or Talos? Is it Falcon or Falcon? Um, so, <laughs> In um,
1: the show, they seem to be going with
0: Talos. In the movie, I thought it was Talos, but well, Nick Fury says Talos, so I suppose yeah. I should. Alter my pronunciation, just Carlos. Actually, Carlos. <laughs> but yeah, where, Ta- where, where Talos's anger was coming out as well. Like I think these act, they got so many. Isn't Olivia Coleman an Oscar-winning actress too? Didn't she win? For I something? think so. In the last like won- five years, I think she won an Oscar as well. Yeah, I don't think Ben Mendelsohn's won, but he's not. But he should. Yeah, he's a- one of the best. Um, but to have just these actors here, and they and, and like Don Cheadle too, who is also Oscar-nominated too this is like man we're really finally because roadie's usually just like he's cool right he's and i'm always cool. like you guys
2: have don cheetle yeah
0: who like, like, is like, the this, talent this one scene you really let him have emotion and true scene work here that's yeah. the best roadie scene in the mcu so
2: far and it's this like we've here. Yeah. cast yeah. don Cheadle. and yeah. that's my biggest issue with the mcu of of like the the 15 year run is sometimes they cast so well that i'm like it's don Cheadle.
0: Yeah, like can you can <laughs> you, you let Don Cheadle utilize what their range is truly capable of and what everything brewing underneath the surface? I, I want to see that come out, and I think they capture that with Nick Fury and Talos on the train. Mm-hmm. And that's and why you do a show. Yeah, like this is. what I feel like you could have gotten these scenes in a movie too. <laughs> no, I don't think. Like, look,
2: we've we've already spent two hours. They'd be over. Like this is. This a happened six. at the
0: one hour mark.
2: No, but this is episode two.
0: I know, but it happened at the one hour mark if you're factoring in the runtime of when those scenes occurred.
2: Sure, but I don't so want that done. to be the whole thing. Like, this would be the end of the movie. We'd be done. And I'm I think sure. that the reason you do television is because comics are serialized, so you can have a slow burn buildup. And I think that, that when when they announced the Marvel Cinematic Universe shows tying into the movies and saying this is going to be one big universe, I thought it was for stuff like this. Like, this is what yeah, you can so build and I think this you need these actors to get more time to play. This yeah. is why D'Onofrio is one of the best villains, because you let Kingpin be as captivating as Daredevil. Now we've got an entire invasion that's just as interesting as the Thanos subplot that took 10 movies to build to. Like, this is why you do TV. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. And the
2: budget allows for you to oh. sit in a room and talk.
0: And also the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it forces you to also, um, and and also how it's dealing so much with the ramifications of Nick Fury's choices. Yes, of not helping out, and you could tell there's that guilt, like he does feel solely responsible for it. And I even thought the justification of not calling in the Avengers was like, that is so smart. Yeah, what are you gonna no, do? Turn <laughs> on, <laughs> on with them into the face. Normally, uh, like I think in the trailers or something, they were like, no, nah, this this is what something I gotta do. It's my personal mission. Yeah, but when you're seeing the trailers with like a bunch of action and shit, you're like, I don't know, man. Calling the Avengers like, yeah. seems it like it looks looks something like like might do. You got a big terrorist it seems your seems like you're putting more people in danger by just doing this yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah. selfish. Yeah, um, but the conversation that he had with uh, Rhodey there. Damn, that is so well justified of yeah. why not to call it the and Avengers. One of the best in comic book
2: mediums to not have like everything always be an Avengers-level event. It's always so frustrating when you've introduced these characters, like, you've got their phone number. like, And then yeah. this one did that, but in a way that feels like it serves not only the medium, but also... Uh, the the tone,
0: but you can tell how it could build to an Avengers level 100%. threat if mm-hmm. not um uh, uprooted properly,
2: or perhaps a Fantastic Four level threat with Defense. some super scrolls. Sure. Perhaps not? some super scrolls are introduced in this, and maybe they're villains. Fantastic Four, it could have like it, it actually happen. feels like that that uh, when they introduce that orb. It feels like maybe that's them building a Super scroll thing.
0: Well, yeah, what they they show like when they're going through the extremists and the Groot that there's going to be scrolls who are upgraded. That's what I think is really cool about this is because right now what we're seeing is scrolls when they're just humanistic, they you know they need guns, they need all these other things, but they don't have superpowers other than shape shifting. Yeah, and then and then eventually they're going to evolve the evolution of mutation at scientific level <laughs> so it's not like uh, natural mutation but they're going to infuse it with stuff so that's what they were setting up right that's what, they're setting that's what up i there. gathered yeah
2: and i feel like this tone is is going to make it so when we have them in a movie that's only like you know your 90 minute two hour we're invested in the origin of how they got cool as opposed to the comics are like cosmic rays maybe like it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like this is more exciting for me to make it more plausible but like in this tone and genre
1: Yeah, man, it's great stuff. Great stuff, John. The guy grow on you. Yeah, a little bit. It's funny. (laughs) She didn't (laughs) speak hardly at all, but I actually kind of liked just being able to observe her body language. And yeah, she did feel, uh, you know, more engaging to me and sort of alive here as you watch her. You know flip back and forth between like oh maybe graphic is going a little too hard at this but also i'm still dedicated to the cause so uh so yeah it's not a gaia rich episode necessarily but i did uh uh, find myself a little bit more interested in her just you know journey from here and and two i I really appreciated that they start the episode in 95 and then you jump to 97 and you see the warping you know what happened in 99 but maybe we'll see that, but, but I like that, you know, it's like we're, you know, 30-odd years on from that in the timeline, and, and, you know, at the start of a movement like this, at the start of a refugee situation like this, the sentiments are different, and then you can see how they would warp, change, complacency can set in for one group, of, uh, group within the group, and then you have characters like Gravik, who you can see this has sort of festered over time to the point where they, you know, he has developed this extreme... Uh, philosophy and i think that that's just another you know nice way too to complement the idea of yeah you have Rody and fury discussing generational things and cultural things multiplied by gaps in generation and you have a similar different but similar thing happening with the scrolls there too that also applies to a character like gaia
2: and i like that the time works because Samuel Jackson in real life has dealt with all that like the Samuel Jackson's real story is staggering and like when he was a child like all the things that he was involved with in his lineage his parents and it's cool to have an actor that it really puts timelines in perspective, like how recently things were even more fucked in our world. Mm-hmm. And so to have the scrolls go back to the, the 90s, you know, that's 30 years ago now. So we're going to have multiple generations of them feeling oppressed. We're going to have multiple generations of, like, them growing up. So it's more justified that they're going to have this war they're trying to cook up. So I like tying in, you know, Samuel Jackson, who's lived through so much, his story feels so authentic. And then, like, these... I'm glad the scrolls were set in the 90s, is what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad Captain Marvel was set long enough ago that there's like this slow burn percolation, like this thing that's boiling under the surface. not like, hey, they landed, they're mad, they're aliens. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, we've not done the thing we promised. They've been in hiding and, and, and like the kids of them are never going to know freedom. Like the, our our villain was a child who who came to this angry. He's had all that time to train to become angry, to become this leader, become this thing, and he's justified in his feeling oppressed. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really beautiful parallel storytelling. He
0: almost said percolating trash. He know. I it. So, I did. I
1: almost. I was so. Did. I almost had so many syllables, yeah, but I was so excited. Was the, you let me yeah. down. It, cool. it was. It was wrong just, with I, you, it man. Was, it was too much. Come on. I I we like said duplicitousness like a hundred times, I, which I
2: feel is uh, appreciated. Which
1: really duplicitous is you not finishing. Duality,
2: Coy. I, the the dichotomy of the two uh, <laughs> pacing.
1: But you know what's also cool is uh, it's not duality. I was going to try and segue that way, but mm. him him talking to Talos and telling the story about tell me what is something I don't know that reminded me that pulled me all the way back to what is that civil war when he's telling the story about his I can't remember now. It's like his dad or somebody or, or somebody he used to know who would like walk this bag of he he would like deliver a bag every night and then you know the the story grow I'm, I'm not gonna paraphrase it well here, but he tell That was your dad's story. That was my dad's your, your life. I wish Nick Fury was <laughs> my dad and we all uh, do.
0: I think maybe age of
1: old
2: I do know what you're talking about. Um and like that that He does- tells he
1: relates a personal story that does go on as like a monologue that then factors into the overall Point in a way that does feel it it was one of those scenes where i'm like oh yeah he is like a person with experience yeah not just a cool guy Uh,
0: well what stood out to me in the opening credits was when it said executive produced by sam jackson sure and i did not know that i didn't either i wish i had and i feel like he really got involved with i agree actually making sure this character felt more human and fleshed out uh because this is usually shaping up to be the best nick fury portrayal so far from samuel jackson um cuz you get so many it, it doesn't feel like they're doing a rewrite on the character it just feels like you're getting a better understanding of the character you know what i mean like you're, you're seeing like these softer sides to him these more compassionate sides and in some ways like that the more the more humanity angles of him seem to have come through with the relationships that he formed with the scrolls and boy we're even married to one yeah you know? uh, I, I think that's awesome because he's usually around humans he even talks about like humans can't even get along you know like yeah. you you see how with that with when he's whenever he's interacting with humans he just seems so like freaking tough <laughs> and on edge He's a hard ass, but the softer side comes out of him, which was set up in Captain Marvel, but now you're seeing it in this show even more so that there is is that softer human to this guy. And now we get to really see that in a way that doesn't feel like it's undoing the Nick Fury that we know. Mm.
2: Totally agree. And Sometimes uh, when you change a character that much, it's like, wait, are they playing the same character? This feels yeah. very natural. I'm
0: trying to rewrite them for television. Right, <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah, they're, or they're like, it's got to fit this narrative, huh? Yeah. Like that, it's not that. <laughs> I I, I think they've done a great job with a lot of these things that I felt like Falcon and Winter Soldier were trying to do, but they're making it more interesting and better Shoot, handled. running action all the time. <laughs> Well, and they don't seem like they're shying away from things
1: that overlap with real-world conflicts, the Wake Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, literally removed
0: aspects like that. <laughs> and, and even, like, there's elements to the scrolls that remind me of the Flag Smashers, but this is better done. Um,
2: this is a lot of things I wanted that show to land.
0: Yeah. So far. <laughs>
2: Also, Alfred Woodard, uh, I, is Charlene Woodard like related?
0: I have no idea. Priscilla, okay.
2: I assume, is his wife. Uh, I don't know if we got her name. But- is
0: the scroll guard played by Luke J. Smith related to Will Smith?
2: I mean, I, they must be no, but like Woodard's not a, not as common a name <laughs> as Smith, and she also like has a presence too. I'm just wondering if Alfred Woodard has like a sub-league.
0: Uh John, um, I loved Olivia Coleman's um, the violence Absolutely. that comes out within her. I love. violence. What do you think about Olivia
1: Coleman? She was terrific. I, she, it's, I think it's an easily, it's easy to fall into being the trope of being, yeah, like ooh, charming, bubbly, but also <laughs> ruthless. But I think she just. Uh, she is such a good actress that she makes me believe that even yeah. though i'm waiting to see you know for we've only had a couple scenes with her and so far it's all you know what she shows to the outside i'm curious to see what's underneath but i think she's killing it right now and her scenes are a really nice change of tone because it brings all that menace but she's just a so fun and and yeah. quirky to watch um and i love that they have her talent here as well and i can't wait to see Just her role increase in all of this
0: because she's clearly very capable. I loved how we've set up Gravik and I'm trying to find her name. Sonia. (laughs) How they set up Gravik and Sonia. But you only see them from the political side first. Mm -hmm. And then this episode towards the end, you get to see what they're like in the field when they're getting their hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. They've done a lot of really cool stuff with this. I'm really impressed with this. This is like the kind of drama I would put on and watch at home by myself. <laughs>
1: yes. one, I'm not
2: going to yeah. lie. Not going to lie. At one point, I was so in the show, I was like, do I want to just watch this like not work? Like, <laughs> I, like, and I don't usually feel that way. I'm like, I'm like, do I want to just like not be doing it this way? But like, I really like sharing an art. But this show is so good. I'm like, I feel like it's for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like, yeah. this is all it's the both. things
2: I liked about Loki, where it's the two person conversations that I loved in Loki, but with an even more sizable ensemble cast of powerhouses that can all do that kind of work that Owen Wilson and and Tom Hiddleston did. Yeah. So I, I mean, if this sticks the landing, it's definitely in the top
0: three. Hope to God it sticks the landing. Because I'm enamored. Right now, it's really setting itself apart. It's this, it feels so different in all the right ways. And I'm just getting worried that they're going to pull that Disney Plus finale. Don't you episode, out six, mate, for don't that episode six, mate. Don't out? God damn do this. it, we were so close to it. Yeah, not <laughs> dropping the ball. <laughs> if it does, though, man, yeah, man, this is, this is top-tier the, Marvel. Because the pacing is on point, and the writing is really strong, and the acting is so good. That I'm like, I don't want to over compliment you just yet because yeah. I've been down this road before. Yeah, before. I've definitely been like, best Marvel show. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but really, maybe best Marvel. Okay. This it, it it could like it feels like real, like um, high reverency talent. It feels like, like a funny. real movie. <laughs> See, it, it, it brought, it, this feels easy. Like, Harry, it's a drama. Like, they've they really committed to it being a drama. It doesn't feel like they're trying to do any audience satisfaction shit. It know? definitely <laughs> feels like a
2: prestige Showtime or HBO drama. It feels yeah. like a prestige show that happens to somehow have green aliens in it. Like, it's, it's so
0: good. It's like the Americans, you know? <laughs> like, uh, sure. that, that show is the Russians? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is that Carrie Russell or Claire Danes? I'm totally no, forgetting uh, actors. Claire Danes is on Homeland. Home. Oh no, Which but, is the other Espionage. Yeah, yeah, but also you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah no, we like our Esk- it 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 nos- Yeah, I get them all jumbled yeah, up no, <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt Reese of. Is that with Carrie Russell <laughs> are on? Americans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, guys. What do you think about this episode? Leave your thoughts down below. Uh, be sure to subscribe and leave a like and follow us on Patreon, and we'll. Adelia Chamberlain. Adelia, if there's anyone who's a scroll at our Patreon page, it's 100% you. I see what's happened in this world of YouTube. I see you now working for a bunch of these different people all the time. It's an invasion. It's an invasion. That's what you've done. You've come in here pretending under the guise that you're just a fan. No, no, no. You're not this sheepish, shy timid woman, you're far from that. That was all a con. All an act. A comic con, you might say. It was all an act. No. So that way, you could weasel your way in, and then, boom, get this new career working with the top dogs in the big leagues. You know what I say to you? Bravo. Well done. Respect they don't hate <laughs> the player <laughs> hate, hate the, the game. game and man I love the player here oh yeah that's you can play us awesome any you know how to do it it's a new form of female seduction is what you've pulled off here <laughs> and I find it very impressive mm-hmm. Adelia gosh we need more scrolls like you in this world who know how to insidiously invade their way in because you don't want to be obvious about it. You yeah. knew how to do it Blended. in a way where no one would ever suspect, and I could learn a thing or two. A lot of people could learn a thing or two from you. Oh yeah, and, and you earned all of it because you're actually good at what you do. Yeah, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of people are good you're at actually stuff. Talented. Proficient. And, uh, no, but do quality work. Keep being that awesome scroll. Uh-huh. Love you, dear.